0: Hello, we're back. It's been Hi. a while. <laughs> Yogi <laughs> a is up being, I was going to say, yeah, Yogi's up being husband of the year. Pip is at a concert. Brandon is just living. But, back from Australia, she came back with milk. It's in the fridge. Who cares about me? Hello, Ebony. Welcome back. <laughs> if I had sound, I would have applause and everything going.
1: <laughs> ah, no worries. Hi.
0: Hi. So good to see you.
1: I'm dying. I'm so well, sleepy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, flying and going backwards in time probably will fuck up your sleep schedule, I'm sure.
1: Just a tad, but it's okay.
0: Yeah, but we are back. This is Walking 90 for those that don't know. We talk about all things USL League 1. However, one of the things we are going to make sure to talk about, because I feel like it is very important, and I it's kind of one of those where if we <laughs> didn't mention it, it would be, it would just be bad on our part. Yeah. So with that, before I kind of get into that part of it, Ebony, talk about Australia. Talk about everything that you were doing all the way in the land down under first, um, just so people know where the hell you've been for the past, like, month. Uh,
1: all right. So I went to Australia for the Women's World Cup with um, Friends of the Pod, Shea Butter. Butter. Um, I was just there to help them produce content, uh, keep everything kind of flowing. Um, So I did their videos. Um, I helped them produce one podcast while we were over there. Um, Basically, I was just their content creator while I was there. Uh, So a lot of photos, a lot of video, a lot of makeshift interviews on the fly a lot of networking and talking kissing babies shaking hands all that jazz um and now i'm back in la because traveling was hell and i needed some time (laughs) before
0: i break instead of yeah i was gonna say that's a lot of flying in one day yeah so here i am all right we are glad to have you back so yes um the important thing i want to talk about Walkin' 90 is aware of potential podcasts in Garden Valley, California, that is being used to promote USL League <laughs> One event. This is not true. The event and participants are not affiliated with Walkin' 90 or Two Cents FC in any way. That, so, was,
1: that was the greatest two hours online for League One <laughs> <laughs> in its entire history.
0: <laughs> so, need to get that disclaimer out of the way because... I would. I know people have been wondering what's going on with that. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I, that was what? the great. That was the. That was literally. I was like, I'm in another country, and I'm like, I need everyone to wake up and look at this.
0: <laughs> I was just so confused because I just saw the tweet because it, was, it came at like five thirty. It was like evening. It was like of evening, a Friday afternoon, Friday evening. So I'm just sitting there, and I'm just like, what is going on? Because I was like, well, hold on, USL League Two, like they're in the playoffs. Like I'm pretty sure they just had their final, so there isn't any games going on. <laughs> so but thanks to Brandon for trying to snoop it out, but I guess it was something going on in Canada. So yeah. I'm blaming Drake.
1: Always Drake. It's anytime anything bad happens in Canada, it's always Drake's fault.
0: Anytime anything good happens in Canada, it's not because of Drake. So right.
1: he's an yeah, emotional so that- terrorist. Shout out the sales for that one.
0: I'm just waiting for it. I just need to decide. Are you gonna be Jamaican? Are you are you gonna be a roadman? Are you gonna be, you know, over in the UK? Are you a drill artist? Not like pick just pick an identity, please.
1: Pick none. Stop making music.
0: Well, that's not gonna happen. There's too many people are gonna there's too much, there's too much money. <sighs> He's not losing that money. But the other thing, um, Ebony, while you've been gone, do you have any questions about what the fuck has happened? While you've been gone that you want to ask, so I can try my best to answer.
1: What is happening in Tormenta? Cause the whole Cassini thing. I remember waking up to messages about it, and I was like, oh, he's just he's just leaving in the middle of a season. You're still pushing for a playoff spot. Um, and no nah, <laughs> mainly the Tormenta thing. Um, I want to know what's going on with Richmond because. I was was traveling with a Richmond fan, and then I met Dougie for a couple games uh, uh, at the World Cup, and he's also a Richmond fan. So, what's going on there? (laughs) (laughs) Y'all okay Uh, (laughs) I will answer
0: the Tormenta one and conceding and give you a simple, I don't know what the fuck is going on down there. (laughs) Because... On the one hand, Tormenta has yet to decide if they're going to make a serious playoff push or if not, because they go and win, like, two games in a row and they lose two games in a row. And then they go and are leading against Noko for the majority of the time and then drop two points on a late goal that Noko scores. I don't know what this team is supposed to be doing. It's I think in their last five games, they've won two, lost two, and drawn one. So Just – Kind of explain the roller culture and what you are in the playoff spot, you probably should win game. Like
1: it's play. the fact, like so. Obviously, I was trying to follow NCFC while I was over in Australia. Uh ESPN and VPNs can go fuck itself.
0: Um, <laughs> I was gonna say good luck with trying to navigate that. You should, Well, YouTube, YouTube was what you were supposed to use.
1: Didn't know. I was trying to use ESPN and it did not work. <laughs> But, like, the Tormenta in the 3-2 loss, you give up two PKs and then you give up a, a third random – like, like you're, you're doing a lot here, Tormenta. And I don't know whether to take you seriously, but you're in seventh and you're two games back from a playoff spot. Like, those numbers – I mean, granted, you've played more games, but you're still right there. And you can – clearly you can beat Ford Madison – So, you're not far from them. What are you doing?
0: It is weird because the only game they've lost, like the game that they lost in the last five was to Charlotte on the road, which you mentioned. And then the next game, they go and rattle off three goals in quick succession in the second half against Madison. And then, again, they almost beat NoCo. They barely get by Fuego, lose to NCFC, lose to Omaha, and you're thinking, okay, this is where the wobble happens again. But then you look at their schedule and it's like actually they might be fine cuz they play Knoxville. They play, they play Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Yep. They
1: play. have their only playoff team games left is NCFC Richmond's no no in the playoffs uh and NoCo. And yeah. Omaha. Is Omaha in the yes, they are.
0: yeah. Speaking of Omaha, yeah, Omaha's won 5 games in a row and they're now currently sitting in second.
1: How the fuck so what happened to, what happened? To Noco at that point then, because Noco we were battling Noco for a while. Then we well first we were battling Charlotte for a while for the first place spot, and we were battling Noco, and now we're looking at Omaha. Where did Omaha come from? Why is that? Yeah,
0: coming? basically Omaha. Like I said, they've won their last five games. That has been a huge reason for why mm. they have climbed the way they did. Also, but. Noco absolutely Noco and Richmond are the two teams right now that I could not tell you what has legitimately happened to them. And it's weird because it's not as though Noco has had any major injury that we're aware of. With Omaha, it is a combination of... The schedule definitely got easier. Like Since they lost 3-0 to Lexington, it got easier for them. They played Tormenta, got a 3-2 win. That was... A good win for them and scrappy. They beat Lexington, they beat Knoxville, and those three games are all at home. So then it's like, okay, when you're in your home games against teams that are mid ish table, but then they go into NOCO and beat them three to two, get Chattanooga at home again. So I, part of it is the schedule definitely got easier for them and they've been very home heavy. And then the other part of it is they are remembering how to score goals, ah, goals against. So that is how Omaha has pretty much turned it around. It's a combination. Noco. I don't know how to properly explain it. It's like they beat Richmond at the end of July, and the, like July twenty second, then they lost to NCFC, lost to Charlotte, lost to Lexington in a chaotic game, lost to Omaha, Drew Greenville, Drew Tormenta. So that is one two.
1: That's three, a heavy two. skid, but also Jake
0: six on six winless.
1: But, Jake, yes, anytime, anytime Omaha can get a chance to make a derby or a rivalry, they will do it. So, probably.
0: I think they actually legitimately did try one time out at some point.
1: For NoCo in Omaha?
0: Yes, I think there was. Because NoCo's, like, the baseball <laughs> team that's playing at that new stadium, I think that's, like, an I think it's, like, owl-themed or something. What? Yes. Next topic. All right. So Richmond, um, if Noco's and if Noco's sliding, Richmond has fully nosedive like that Russian play that happened earlier. Like it mm-hmm. is it's that level.
1: Oh, they're they're done for the season. Like, there's yeah, no definitely. way.
0: It's yeah. bad. <laughs> it's I like, mean, I'm okay with it because one of those losses was against Ford Madison, which clinched anti derby. So for me, I was whatever. But no, they I could not tell you what
1: eight happened. on Eight unbeaten in a row, and then they. So the reason I was so pissed is because they were on a very bad skid, and CFC was up two-one against them, and then they let them score that late, late goal to tie it. I'm like, what are you doing? But then we Both come the around and blow a lead, right, right, and then you get demolished at home against us again, and it's like, what are you like? Where did the wheels fall off? What happened? Where was there an injury or a big point in the season where you just stopped? Because that's it what it was, feels like.
0: It feels like mid June because they get to June and they're doing okay. They won like two of their last four. They beat, they had just beaten Fuego. Yep. They lose to Ford Madison in the Henny Derby Juneteenth one. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. Get a draw against Knoxville in the following week. Beat Chattanooga July first, and you're thinking, okay, they they figured it back out. That has been that is their last win. Yes, is July first. They're going almost two months without winning a game. Yeah. I don't know what happened either, and that's the part that's weird. Is it just feels like they can't hold on to a lead? Like if they get a lead, they just choke it away. I mean, and they, the only exception is that North Carolina, when we scored at the final minute,
1: right? I mean, because look at the Richmond Kickers game. I mean, the the Charlotte game, they were up two one, gave up a last minute goal in the eighty fifth,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> and then they were up two nil, a two one, after sixteen minutes, and then own goal their way to a draw, like the the final kick. For the NCFC game was the only one that was a positive for them. Mm -hmm. And then you're up 2-0 and go down 3-2 at to Chattanooga. I don't know about that. And then you just got dominated at home. And you scored a last-minute goal because apparently we can't defend in the last five minutes. I don't know.
0: I yeah. I'm not it's definitely looking bleak for Richmond. Like playoffs is probably not a possibility, but if they can't win. Basically, next week, like this next week is do or die for them.
1: If they can't beat Lexington and Fuego, season's over. Yeah. Lexington's already streaky. Like, they've had some really good wins, but they've also had some really tough losses over the last couple of games. But that thriller where they came back and won 4-3 and the 3-2 Fuego game, no. They keep losing to uh, to Knoxville, which is no fun. I mean, that's your new rival. But – that team, yeah. Lexington has always been like a up and down squad that we've been trying to figure out. So, this is
0: Lexington is exact, exactly what we thought. Like, they're definitely a team that they're they def- good enough that they build. can catch you and beat you, and it wouldn't completely be a surprise.
1: We talked about but. it at the beginning. Well, when we talked about it at the beginning, it was the built versus bought uh, model, and neither team that came into the league is. Having success in either of those models right now because they either heavily depended on an academy that wasn't really there um, or that's starting to finally get their footing. And they versus a team that bought a lot of veterans that weren't already good in the league anyway. And now they're just trying to piece it all together. Like they've had some good wins with them, but it's you're sitting in eighth now and you could potentially still make the playoffs, but it doesn't look likely with the guys that you have.
0: Right, and especially it the look ones not scoring. just with the teams ahead of them as well.
1: Right, oh, that too. Wait. Like the teams ahead of them are are way on a better streak than anybody could have imagined. I never imagined that Greenville was going to be in fifth, based off the beginning of the season. But they're also yeah, a team that knows how to do how to come back from all of that and play and get to a final. So.
0: Well, and that was one of the things that when we asked the question on Twitter, like, do you have any questions? And Yogi and I talked about it last episode. We were, ta- we were saying, like, is anyone outside the playoff picture currently going to sneak in? And we were thinking maybe Richmond, maybe Tormenta could, but then which team is dropping out? And it's like, could be Charlotte. Ford Madison has definitely stumbled a little bit, but this is also a team that, it's another one where these next two games, they get Chattanooga and Fuego. You have to win those games. But then again, the last time format said Chattanooga and Fuego back-to-back, they lost those games. So, I mean, it, there's enough of a cushion for all these teams that they're okay. But I, th- it's still hard for me to sit here and look at – I mean, Omaha's done enough to get themselves safe. I feel like North Carolina's safe. No worries there. Omaha's Man. looking – more safe based off of this run. Even if they have a little wobble, they're probably okay. Charlotte, maybe, but they're eight games clear. Noco, despite their slide, still have two games at hand on so the, It's like, it's the just hard for me problem, to see it.
1: The, the biggest problem with Charlotte is they've played the most games out of anyone in a playoff spot right now. Yeah. So everybody could be looking at them and going, oh, well, they'll finish it for us. So maybe we just need to see them slide once and then we can make that game up and still have a game in hand. The great yeah. thing also, also the thing is NCFC has played the NCFC and NOCO have played the least amount of games in the playoff picture right now. So we, we're really controlling our destiny um, us both NOCO and NCFC. Um,
0: yeah. And I was going to say with like Charlotte I mean, even if Greenville, Noco, and Ford Madison all win the games out of hand on Charlotte, Charlotte would be fifth, just because Ford Madison and Greenville significantly just had a huge goal scoring win just based on the goal difference. So it's just, yeah, it's really hard for me to kind of look. And it's like, Charlotte played the same amount of games, Tormenta and Knoxville, and that's an eight point like trying to make up an eight point gap. Is hard like if you're Knoxville or Tormenta, you're probably looking at Greenville Ford Madison as the two teams you want to try and catch. Well, and even, even then, they're still five points back with right. and those Greenville Madison have a game in hand.
1: Well, the next game for Charlotte is Knoxville, so that's actually a six-point swing. So yeah, that helps them, but Charlotte has some really tough people coming up, and a lot of those player people are in the playoffs noko Forward, Omaha, and Tormenta battling for that last spot. They're they've got some teams that are just gonna come at them. Mm-hmm. And and they're doing some good scoring right now. Like a four one <coughs> win, three, two, like even in the loss, you still put two in the net. Then you got three more, and then you got two more. You better hope all of those players stay very hot because you have two players that is cooking for you right now and you better hope there's only so much that can do. (laughs) Right. Right. I also
0: think it's just hard with considering the schedule like Tormenta still has, I mean, they play Knoxville. So that's going to be an interesting one where it's kind of like a loser goes home, but they play Omaha still. They play Charlotte a few times. They play North Carolina one more time. So it is going to be interesting how Tormenta's schedule can they handle that burden and Knoxville it's not as tough for them but they're still playing Greenville they're still playing Madison they're still playing like these are it's going to get tougher for both of these teams which is why I think um, unless Madison Greenville or Charlotte have a significant slump I just think it's kind of hard to see any like someone like catch them and make the playoffs it can happen. I mean, like I said, Richmond's gone two months without winning a game. We've seen Ford Madison last year go a significant time without <clears> winning games. So it, a long, winless stretch can happen. I just don't see it happening just based off of the what we know and what we should expect out of Charlotte Greenville forward.
1: So we're talking playoffs because we are truly like towards the end of the season and we don't and, know. Yeah,
0: 10 to 12 games, actually yeah. 9 to 12.
1: Yeah, very – well, yeah, about that. Uh, Where do we – how many games do you think it takes for clubs to start looking at clinching scenarios?
0: Uh, North Carolina probably in the next two or three, honestly. Um, Yeah, I think with them having the games at hand, I think North Carolina probably could do it in two or three games. Omaha – Probably four or five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say Omaha's like four or five if they continue playing as well as they are. North Carolina could easily be in two or three, at least getting a playoff spot. And then NOCO, Charlotte, Greenville, Madison, probably in like six to
1: eight. So that means it's coming down to the final few weeks of the season.
0: Yeah. Like, I would not be surprised if we got into October and the playoff is already set and was just more seeding, trying to figure out seeding. That would not surprise me.
1: That's different. Okay. So then, do you think the six teams in the playoffs right now are what we're basically looking at for the playoffs come end of season?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I don't know, like, what order. Other than North Carolina being first, I couldn't tell you what the, like, two through six would be. But I think... It's just asking a lot out of Knoxville and Tormenta to not only win a lot of these games, including against playoff teams and even against each other, but to then also hope that Madison and Greenville, like some of these other teams have a big enough slump.
1: We're we asking a lot for people that are like for other people to help you out. And nobody wants to do that. Yeah. Do you think that uh, NCFC is doing a lot of pushing for that first spot and potentially the final because this is their last season in League One?
0: I don't see why they wouldn't. Well, I think part of it is there's no team that's playing better than them. Like, they have the highest goal difference. They have the most wins. They have been – it would be shocking if they didn't get the one seed at this point. And I think it would be a nice boost, not only to the org, to have, you know, end the season with the regular season title. You get to host the playoff games. You use that momentum to carry it when they go back up the USL championship. Like, I could see them going for it just to create that goodwill and momentum mm-hmm. to get them up to the championship, which is something I wanted to ask you about. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Just because I think when it was announced... You were, I think you had just gotten to Australia. So you I know when Yogi and I recorded last, we didn't have a chance to really talk too, too in depth about it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just a higher league, but I don't, I don't know if it would be a, I mean, it's going to be obviously a better talent pool just because it's more money and things like that. But the, the squad they have built in league one is going to compete just fine in uh, in championship Um, and a lot of players are getting their opportunity here in league one to like prove themselves that they want to stay on that squad for championship Um, so it's gonna suck to leave league one um, just because I I love the league it's fun and it's entertaining and more entertaining on some nights than championship or MLS Um, but it only helps these players get more viewership uh, to go on to like maybe another MLS team or, you know, anything like that. Or broad. Or broad, yeah. Like, but we've had a lot of players, League One, that have made it to their national teams just because the league has been very, very good for them. So um, yeah it'll be fun. Um, I'll still be here, though, because we've got Wilmington. In League One now. So it's like a swap. Not official, but likely. If but, they can get up yeah. to the stadium, yeah. <laughs> Which I think will be fine because Wilming- USC Wilmington is right there. So they could literally do a Greenville thing. Um, and then is the uh, Hammerheads one still available? Is that stadium still out there? I don't know. Um, Ooh, my- I'll the check. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, my goal is to get out there just to like talk to people and be like, what do you think? Um, eventually, like before the season starts, so um, yeah, it'll be a fun, it'll be good to be back up top. Um, but if there was pro rel, fucking usl, it wouldn't <laughs> fucking matter. <laughs> what do I know?
0: <laughs> now, why would you think there's gonna be pro rel? What, what would give you that idea just because they didn't vote on it? It doesn't mean the <laughs> idea is dead, and they just gotta figure out all the goddamn logistics, like we talked about, but. Mm. It is, you. It, it's interesting, you didn't mention, you know, the Greenville situation and getting the stadium and UNC Wilmington, and it kind of segues into this other point. This isn't a USL League One thing, it's just a USL championship slash USL, but I think it has a rippling effect of San Diego Loyal's news that this is pretty much their last season, unless they figure out a stadium situation immediately. So... I think the biggest thing that they were saying was, oh, yeah, we couldn't find a stadium that would work and find the area. Like, we couldn't find the stadium and the facilities to do what we want. Even though I think we all kind of know, like, it's because they have the MLS team coming in.
1: Yeah. We, it's pretty much a, they're pretty much saying the quiet part out loud of, they killed us and we don't, uh, we don't know what to do about it. So, yeah. And then and, to to see that statement come out from San Diego FC was also really trash. Um, so <laughs> yeah, no one wants to hear from you today. I don't know why you're here. Go go go. Be sad on a beach. Um, yeah, like it, you
0: don't have to say anything. It's probably better if you don't. Like USL yeah. was willing to die. Like say, it's on us. We're gonna work. We could not find a solution for them. Like, they were willing to take blame, even though we all know they weren't actually
1: going to take blame. Right. It was literally like a, hey, we, we fucked up, and we're going to take it. And then San Diego was like, no, it's completely our fault, and we're happy to take the reins. And you guys, thanks for doing all you did, but it's our turn now. And we're like, I hope you know you've literally just alienated, like, a good quarter of San Diego, and they're right. not coming to your games. I don't know why you thought they would – like San Diego logo doesn't care about your MLS team. They just want their team. I remember that feeling because there was a period of time where we didn't know what NCFC was going to do. Like, mm-hmm. and we were just like, we just want to see our team play. And then they said, we're going to league one. And I was like, I will be there. Here's my money.
0: Yeah. And I think that's kind of the interesting part is <laughs> it, I know people are saying like, cause I was kind of like, okay, why don't they go down to league one? Like, was that not an option? And they're saying they didn't have the money, like, people are saying, like, they didn't have the money to keep the stadium, they didn't have a stadium lease, like, etc, etc. But at the same time, I'm kind of thinking, like, could they, like, I get, like, things are probably very expensive. But it almost felt as though, and this is where I wish someone would have been able to explain it better to me, like, some of that is more closely connected with San Diego just because I feel like that still would have been a better option. Like the locals, which was the supporter group, they're like they were dedicated to that team. Like they would go, kind of like what you're saying. They would be there. They would go. If they dropped on Elite One, those fans would show up. Because now they're gonna be too pissed off at the MLS team. And your other option is the Nisa team, which who knows what's gonna happen with Nisa and that team as well. So and I think that's also the part that's interesting is, yeah, the USL is using the loyal supporter groups and promo videos and all that, and yet they couldn't. It just feels as though it was a we it was an MLS thing. But at the same time, I don't know how that is going. Like, if it's all going to come down a stadium, how does that affect a team like Greenville or Omaha? I mean, I don't think any of them would necessarily fold because of that, but like. We're getting that same sense with all these teams. Like you need to have a stadium. Like you need to have your supporter section stadium in place if you're coming into the league. It kind of feels like, or you need to have like
1: ownership of it at the very least. Yeah. Um, to answer Barry's question, uh McGinnis was like he was a he was in a sense a coach that knew of soccer, but he. It, the Gaelic football and, like, U.S. football didn't align. And he was using a lot of Gaelic tactics to try to get a game mm-hmm. finished. And I'm like, that doesn't work. Um, so I, I think Charlotte made the playoffs, like, one year when he was – he wasn't even there for a year, I don't think. Was he? I completely forgot about McGinnis. I well, mainly because – <laughs> we were in the league at the same time, and I know that they. I don't want to say he was bad. He was just very unprepared for what you like U.S. soccer was versus what he was used to in mm-hmm. Ireland. So they didn't really give him. They didn't really give a give him a fair chance, and B give him enough time to learn and that kind of just fucked their whole season. So.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like like, it's kind of tough because I also feel like America was also at the point where,
1: Hey, you're English or you're from the UK. You can coach. That's basically, that's basically what it was. It was like, Hey, you seem like you heard of soccer before and you're not an American voice. Let's get you in here. And it, it it, like, I'm a biggest Charlotte hater of all time. Right. It wasn't fair to him. Um, So I don't think he could come back to this league until he was very much – until, like, he had, like, a full year's worth of, like, not important games to learn and understand what this league is and how to how to navigate not only USL but U.S. soccer in general with, like, the Open Cup and all that jazz.
0: Yeah, yeah. And who knows? Maybe he'll get that opportunity. Like, maybe a Spokane. Like, I'm not saying Spokane will, but like maybe a Spokane. Maybe a Santa Barbara where they're new. That gives him a chance to kind of learn it as well. Maybe he goes down to USL League 2 even or or goes to be Like, if he goes somewhere and kind of figures out American soccer, maybe he comes back. But I would be shocked if he came back at a high-level USL League 1 team.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like he would do fine once he got more time under his belt of like what this soccer landscape is and I would love to see um, I would just love to see him back just because he he played they played well but they didn't play well for 90 minutes in any of the games so there was like a solid 30 minute period or a solid like 25 minute period and then Charlotte just fell apart and, and it was like okay well With the talent that you had, you probably shouldn't be doing that.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. But going on to the next one of the questions we had, I think this is probably going to be the most in depth part of the show, I'm sure. Getting the question from John Hunt uh, at J underscore Hunt 1123. He said, What cities from the McCullough Sports website that don't have a team yet, do y'all think will be getting a USL team first? And I'm not going to lie, when I saw this and I know I think Chip had found like that list and it was mentioning cities and one of them was Roanoke. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. You don't need another Southern team. first of Roanoke-,
1: all. Roanoke Rapids? What? I don't know. And
0: that's the thing. Like all it said, like if you go to their website and under projects, all it mentions for Roanoke is MSG was retained by the USL to facilitate a franchise in USL League One in Roanoke this pro- the process has included relationship building um with public officials, local stakeholders, other pro forma et cetera, etc etc. Cetera. but that was interesting that they specifically said USL League one because all the other ones that are there like they had Spokane, they had Northwest um Arkansas, they had Albuquerque like and Santa Barbara like they had all these other ones <clears throat> but none of them mentioned USL League One except Roanoke. And then I, that's kind of the one where I was like, wait. And that wasn't even the one that like piqued my interest the
1: most. The Chicago suburb Cerber- suburb one is piqued my interest. Um, that's been my like first of all, they could barely like I don't want to say barely support, but it's already a struggle for them to get Chicago fan Chicago Fire fans and Red Stars fans to because you don't connect well with the city. So what are you doing differently about a Chicago suburb to bring a third team into there? (laughs) And this is where I would love to hear from like Black Fires or 134. Like, do you support a third team coming in when the first two are already struggling to make the, that's not even
0: including like Chicago house.
1: I forgot what about, about
0: Chicago House. Yeah, like that's not even including them, and I think there's another like UPS. There's a but, yeah. I don't know water. that's gonna work. Cle-
1: Clearwater, there we
0: go. Clearwater, Ed Edgewater, yeah, Edgewater, Edgewater Castle.
1: Um, uh,
0: the no. suburb is Wooddale. So, I, I, I'm looking at the map, and I'm sitting here. I was like, it looks like it's kind of over <laughs> by like Schaumburg, Rosemount, like southwest of Dust Plains.
1: There we go. So, a Chicago fan? Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> so, yeah. so you're gonna do? So you're gonna put a third team into a, an area where they they can't connect with the people that are there already. Like what does sector lat what, what does sector Latino look like in that area, like, I mean, what, what I mean. does Black Fires look like in that area? Does it does it have a presence and do it those? does
0: That's the thing. I feel like this would be the ultimate like soccer mom. Bring like your six year old out.
1: Well, that's what the Red
0: Stars are supposed to be. But at least well, the Red Stars' biggest problem is the owner is a f- pile of trash. Like, if they sold the team to a competent, decent human, I think the Red Stars would do a lot, would be better drawing people in again. Because at least then, like, you're not pissing off your core fans because your owner just let a bunch of abuse run rampant. I think if the Red Stars, if they just get new ownership, that can steadily improve. I don't know about the fire. That's, I feel like that's a whole, we would have to talk to Jake and Phil, and they would have to probably spent like three hours and i know they don't want to do that um <laughs> yeah so, i i just don't think of one in chicago would work that was the one that I, I saw i was like where the fuck would that play in yeah
1: i but then to go the other way with seattle and it would i don't know like spokane already it was struggling with their usl league one team um do they, no, they. Sorry, they were coming in with one. Right. <laughs> um, well, was, and
0: then you still have Lane. I was thinking of Tacoma.
1: Yeah, I was thinking of Tacoma. So, my oh bad. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if Spokane also works. Like Seattle fans are gonna go up for their teams no matter what. Um, like you mentioned, Ballard. Ballard has built this really cool following, and they are really tapping into the area that they're in and showing it a lot of love. Um, but it's just a matter of a, like, um, they call it accessibility. Uh, Cause I was there. So I had to go to Seattle to get my passport, rushed for a day. Look, <laughs> 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 look. Um, God, and I got, <laughs> look, okay. I, it was a lot happening um, and I got to obviously I have friends in Seattle. Um, I'm a huge Seattle Sounders fan, um, and we talked about just like accessibility to Ballard because the train line doesn't go there. So you would have to get off the train and get to get on a bus to go out that way or drive out that way. Um, I think a lot of people love Ballard and they like if they wanted to they would get there, um, yeah. but some of these like the Chicago suburbs. Like, how are you getting there? You know, You're Seattle's driving like, your car. <laughs> right. So then what does that look like on for tailgating and supporter group activities and things like that? But that's just, that's also a thing that I was looking at when I was looking at these names. Like, who the fuck is going to Roanoke, Roanoke Rapids here in North Carolina? Well, not here, but in North Carolina? I'm not doing that. And I all think the other a-
0: ones – yeah, though, that was – it's like you look at the other ones. It's like there's already a team there. Yeah, they have like – they mentioned Albuquerque. Yeah, there's already a team. They're already working on it. Northwest Arkansas, they're getting a team. They're working on it. Memphis, already a team. Like all these other spots, like Knoxville is one. Like there already is a team there or something in the works. So it's kind of like you don't have to worry about that. Even Jacksonville, it's – that's where I was kind of sitting here like – Roanoke. but I I don't understand that. And with Wooddale, it would just be – that's just a hope that you just get everyone from the suburbs to drive there, which, yeah, you might get some people, but you're not going to get enough. I mean, New Hampshire was on there, and we all know I feel about New Hampshire and Portland, basically. That's Mm -hmm. just not happening. (laughs) Um, Damn. I still think it's a Ponzi scheme. Like, still not convinced. Um, But, yeah, I think, like, Lane United – they're, they have the plan of going to the USL League One. I don't know when that's going to happen, but they also... There's, like, the story that was written recently about Lady United journey to USL League One that was floating around the Reddit, but I don't oh, think it really Reddit. answered any questions
1: on, like, if they're coming. Uh, I mean... I, I just... I, I, I see. I see the need for more to come. Sorry, yeah, I should have put that up. Um,
0: oh no, that just came. In, so yeah.
1: I saw it in my head, and I was reading it. Um, League One needs to expand west so badly. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I agree. Like, there's not it, only do they have to
0: expand west, but they they need to just look at not the southeast. And that's not yeah. me being a general hater. That's just a fact. Like, there's oh. no team in the northeast. There's no team. Other Fuego's the only team out west. Yes, you'll get Santa Barbara and Spokane, which helps. You got Madison it, Omaha, it's not enough. and the West, but that's not enough. Like you need yeah. more Midwest, you need more west, you need northeast.
1: I want you to take the southeast region off the map because I'm done. <laughs> I'm so done. I'm not you doing this anymore. <laughs>
0: please stop. I, I'm not <laughs> kidding. Like we don't need southern, we don't need a southeastern team. Wilmington, fine. That's it. You get one more. We get one more in the selfies, and we'll take Wilmington. Uh,
1: I mean, at this point, you might as well add them all. Fuck it. No. (laughs) But But I agree. It, It. I can't. I. There. This. You're talking about saturating a market like you're doing with San Diego loyal and San Diego State. The South is full. No more. You are no. No more. We are good expand other ways so that we can start actually getting like a Western conference and an Eastern conference so that we can have something like the championship where we have the playoffs and the North and the East and West play each other, blah, 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 blah Yeah. Up and down sideways left is right time. is a flat circle. What
0: well, I feel like when you saw going one was talking about all this expansion self-expansion, We would have gotten the understanding, like, yeah, it would have been, like, a countrywide expansion. It hasn't been that. But, oh, well.
1: I agree. They did overcorrect. Everyone was like, we're hungry for soccer down here. And everyone was like, no, you're not. You don't believe in soccer. And then everyone was like, oh, wait, Atlanta? Let's put 16 teams in the South. And now here we are. And I'm like, "I, I barely have enough time to cover my own ass and here we are trying to cover sixteen teams in one region.
0: And meanwhile I'm sitting here I'm like, we got Omaha. We had Lansing and that's gone. Um yeah, my my closest drive is eight hours. <laughs> love that.
1: Honestly, I would love to see uh Des Moines.
0: But they're on championship. Now yeah. if Pro Relevant happens, that's a possibility. Milwaukee, right. another one like yeah, if I cared enough about the championship, Milwaukee would start sounding a lot more appealing because, like, okay, indies right there, Du Bois right there, like, Detroit. Awesome. But no. I got the one drive, but yeah, I think that's all I got for the stadium <laughs> stuff and expansion. Yeah. Um, before the final part, is there any games that you want to talk about Ev, that happened in the last week? I know we kind of talked about, like, what the fuck was going on with some of these teams, but Last week, uh, Tormenta beat Madison four to two. Omaha beat Chattanooga two to one. No, on. called Drew Greenville. Duluth. Uh,
1: what? Duluth. <laughs> Duluth is I coming mean, into the. Or is this is Duluth? Duluth's not coming into a league. Or is this no. just a? Okay. I think they have a.
0: They have a team. I just don't think. Um... They have a team. They they have, like, an actual team. I just don't know if they're in League 2 or UPSL or MP, NPSL whatever it is.
1: I get the feeling that once, like, figures start coming out and, like, I don't want to they realize. That, because... <laughs> and look, and they decide, like, like, they realize the fee is not that bad. And they can, like, operate for at least a couple years. I think you're going to see a lot of these NISA teams and UPSL teams. Start to jump into the the USL pyramid, and we're gonna get a lot more accessible driving games for everyone to enjoy. So I can see a lot of them, but
0: Chattanooga out of the Nisa group come over in yeah. some way, shape, or form, and then eventually I can see some of like the UPSL. But I don't want to talk about Tormentum because that game was ridiculous.
1: <laughs> so I wasn't here for it. So what? What was? Why was it ridiculous? So. Okay, we got to go back.
0: Tormenta played Madison like a month ago in Madison. Kristen Cheney scored in like 17 seconds. And then Cassini scored like four minutes later. So it went into halftime 1-1. And then in the second half, Tormenta scored in like the 48th minute, the 55th minute, and like the 59th minute. It was ridiculous. Then we get to this past Saturday. Madison goes up 2-1 at halftime and Tormenta score in the 49th minute, the 55th minute, and the 69th minute.
1: Y'all okay up there?
0: No. I, I don't know. It was just a bad game. I don't know if it was, like, the humidity get... I don't know. It was just bad. It was just one of those where everything looked good in the first half, and then something happened in the second half, and the wheels fell apart. Um, Yeah, I, I really don't know what's going on with Cassini. Like... I
1: couldn't tell you. Yeah, that's a little wild to just up and leave in the middle of a season. Especially, like I said, in the beginning, you're in the middle of a playoff hunt, bro. Like, yeah.
0: My only guess is he want like, just maybe he's got a chance to play back in Brazil and be home. Like, maybe that's <laughs> what it is. I, I don't know. But it is. It was odd just because, yeah, there's still, like, ten games. Like, nine, ten games. And you're just out. But uh, so yeah, that was one of the games. Uh Tormenta just I don't know what it is with Madison Tormenta, but Tormenta just seems to have Madison's number lately. Um North Carolina beat Richmond three to one. That was yeah. good. Knoxville it went claimed the barrel derby, <coughs> whatever.
1: They, yes, they won their first trophy, their only trophy this season. Um
0: they got something. So they got something,
1: them. yeah. It's fun when you beat a rival, like so. It's, it's always a good time. No, yeah. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. That's good though.
0: Yeah, so that's what happened in the past week. Uh, last night, Greenville beat uh, Chattanooga two to one, and Noco and Tormenta drew two to two. Tormenta was leading, and then Noco got a very late goal to equalize. Ooh. I was partially happy with that because I was like, you know what? tormenta dropping points is better for madison at this at this stage so need that to happen um so that's what happened yesterday upcoming this weekend we got the belt battle the el Petico greenville versus omaha we got lexington versus richmond north carolina against noco chattanooga against tormenta knoxville against charlotte and fuego against madison ebony what is going to be your vibes match of this weekend
1: Uh, Vibes is going to be Knoxville versus Charlotte.
0: Ooh. Ooh. I was going to say North Carolina NoCo because I think that has a high vibe potential, but that's, ooh. They're They're
1: battling too much for it to be any any type of, like, it's going to be a dog walk. That game is going to be a lot of fouls, a lot of just unnecessary stuff. um, But it's also going to be boring. So. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, but it's I'm, two dollar beer night. So hopefully, I'm back in time for me to catch that that deal.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, what time is your flight leave?
1: Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I land at five. I remember that part.
0: Look, all I'm saying is you were hoping to make it back uh, for the North Carolina match for the Heady Derby, and that didn't
1: happen. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't my fault.
0: Uh, but no, I I'm going I'm still sticking with North Carolina. That is. Partially why Richmond has been so brutal as well this yeah. year. I think Fitzgerald is not being as good.
1: I don't um, think Fitzgerald side like plays next year, but that's no. a different conversation. Yeah. Um,
0: we'll need yogi back for that. Um maybe. yeah, my vibes game is still sticking in North Carolina Noco. I think that has the potential to be just like a chill, I'll put it on and go about my day. Well, if I wasn't gonna go see Hades Town in New York, I would yeah. go, I would put this on TV. Chaos. There's a, couple op- there's a lot of strong options for chaos.
1: Mine is going to be Lexington versus Richmond.
0: I have that as one of mine. I pretty much thought, okay, all the other matches, like Greenville, Omaha.
1: It's going to that... be boring. It's going to be like 1-1, and I'm, we're going to have to hear about it on Twitter.
0: I, I think that's the thing. That one is a social media chaos because both sides are going to be unhappy if it's a draw or their team. Like, I feel like no one's going to be happy unless there's a winner. Then whoever wins will be happy, but if it's a draw, no one's gonna be happy. Like to Tim Richmond is very chaotic. Fuego Madison could be chaotic just because Christian Cheney is coming back to Fresno, and there's a sec section of a supposed Fresno supporter group that are just like all going all off for Madison.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. So there is a potential that there is a Fuego supporter group. Um, that is going to be on Madison's side. Cheer for them. Okay, that could be chaotic. <laughs> um, I'm going Chattanooga. Tormenta. That that seems like a one of these teams is going to do something stupid. And how many tor- penalties is Tormenta
1: gonna getting?
0: give up? Gonna give up again. Tormenta has been just. Running away with penalties galore this season. I feel, I feel like Knoxville got a lot of the penalties at the beginning. And now I feel like every game Tormenta is in, they get a penalty.
1: They're either giving or getting.
0: Getting or giving. Either. I'm going to double check because I feel like there is a stat. Tormenta have been awarded eight penalties. Yeah. Tied with Knoxville for the most.
1: But how many have they given up? They gave up two to us in one game.
0: They've conceded six, <laughs> which is tied for second with Omaha and Madison. Uh, Noko and Chattanooga lead with seven. Two
1: reds? That's
0: I don't know fair. about two reds. I, think, I, I feel like there will be all red. I don't know which team.
1: <laughs> Give me a red on each side so that the game can keep going, because if you get to three, then they have to forfeit the match.
0: I can see a keeper. I can see a keeper
1: red. Ooh. See, that's peak chaos. A new... I knew we were here for a reason. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, that uh, I, there's a lot of chaotic possibilities uh, going on, but uh, that's going right. to be my pick.
1: I'm gonna set the line at for for amount of goals because I remember we okay. were doing this before. Um well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set it. it it's fine. Uh, I'm gonna set it at fifteen.
0: Uh <sighs> I'll say over and I'll say 17 because I can see Knoxville and Charlotte either being very high scoring or, very, or like a 2-0.
1: That's the game carrying my number, but it's also going to be like the only game where there was something exciting happening, and I'm going to take yeah. the under. I'm going to take the That's under fair. at 13.
0: Because Greenville-Omaha is going mean, to be granted, shit. We've seen a 3-3 Greenville-Omaha, but – I think that's gonna be more low scoring. I see Fuego Madison being like a one-zero, one one, two one, something like that. It really is gonna come down to Knoxville Charlotte and can they provide the goals? Because I yeah, Knoxville I'll say Charlotte. Over. Uh I'd be shocked if there wasn't at least three goals in North Carolina and NOCO.
1: The the two the so the Lexington Richmond game, gonna be high scoring. It's gonna be high scoring. Neither team and, can defend. Exactly. And as we just saw, Fitzgerald is letting in fucking gifts of goals. So I I'm still know. going. It's just really going to be three. It's just going to be those two or three games that bring the high scoring, and then everything else is going to be like 1 0 or 0 0 or
0: 1 0. Yeah. Like I said, it's really that. <laughs> I know I'm expecting Omaha and Greenville to be low scoring. I'm expecting Madison Fuego to be low scoring. I don't if Knoxville Charlotte is doesn't provide at least two goals, I then I will be under. But I'll say over barely, I'll say seventeen.
1: It depends on which Olex is showing up because he can he's good for a goal, but is he good for like a hat trick right now? He's playing right now. Like but it. you
0: still got McLaughlin, you still got Rafa, you still got Louis Perez, you still got Mikey. you have enough other dudes that
1: can score <laughs> goals on that damn team.
0: <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe Anderson doesn't score, but they got like six other dudes that might.
1: I like that all I like that three of the, the top goal scorers are coming from NCFC. I said <laughs> I I looked at John Bradford and I was like, I need at least four forwards in the golden boot race. Because <laughs> there's well, no there you reason go. there's no reason for it not to be.
0: Uh,
1: and then Mikey uh, hit Mikey hit that ripper, like
0: the goal of the week. Yeah. So yeah. All right. I think that's everything we got. Uh, thanks everyone for watching and commenting. We will get the audio out tomorrow. I will have a special uh, photo for said audio for the episode title. And it has nothing to do with the dog days of summer. Yeah. No. But I got to put it out there. So you'll see that tomorrow. Um, otherwise, enjoy the matches. I'm sure we'll record probably after Labor Day when we're back and available.
1: I don't know. Maybe they will have. A, no, maybe we will have some playoff teams secured, <laughs> and we'll be looking at where we're we hosting. Oh, look at look at the Greenville fans! <laughs> Definitely drawing with Omaha. That's.
0: I don't know, man. Like I don't keep know. your
1: keep your expectations low, and then you don't get disappointed. So I love that. I love that mentality.
0: I that was. <laughs> this is where the chaos comes in. No one's. They will not be happy. No one. No, no one's. Gonna there's be happy. just no happiness anymore in this derby. But it's, it's the worth same it. recycled asterisk jokes and cova jokes, and that's it. I need. I need new material.
1: Hopefully, this game gives us some. I don't know. It
0: won't. It won't. We know that. But either way, we will see you later. Make sure if you see a biracial person that wants to deny their blackness, give them a Barbara Walters elbow yes. and we will talk to you later
1: keep the people's jail